Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Pacific Oceania returns to the Fed Cup tennis ranks. Pacific Rugby League countries want more test matches. And the Fiji women's sevens team show improvement on the World Series. But first, Auckland City and Team Wellington have set up an all-New Zealand final in the Oceania Champions League football competition. Defending champions Auckland beat FC Gaichira of New Caledonia 1-0 in the first semi-final, while Team Wellington beat host side Bar FC 2-0 to advance to their first Oceania final. Auckland City head coach Ramondre Bulic says he's happy to be through to a fifth consecutive Oceania final. It's been a very tough semi-final, you know. Any any of these games uh, will be tough, you know, nothing... Nothing comes easy when it comes down to uh, semi-finals and obviously finals. So we are very happy with the outcome. It's another final for us, and uh, you know, happy with it. Yeah. Gaichir obviously really seemed to grow throughout the tournament after you know losing first up. You know, they they looked really good finishing off the group stage, and obviously I pushed you in that in that game. They set up a plan, a very physical plan to push us high. You know, press us very high uh, with a lot of numbers. I think in some respect for us, it came down to maybe a bit of a lack of freshness in there. We we created a decent amount of chances that we unfortunately uh, didn't finalise, you know, with a goal. And obviously, as the game goes on, uh, they they believe they've got a chance, and and you know, there's a few nerves in there. But uh, we managed to you know to keep playing the same way in the second half and created that chance. You know, they gave us the uh, the win. How is it different this year? Obviously, last year you had the group stage, and you know, obviously you squeaked into the playoffs, and then. They were home and away, and it wasn't all in Fiji, whereas it was just the group stage last year. But everything's in that one giant uh, box in the space of a condensed few weeks. So uh, has that changed how you guys have had to approach these games? Yeah, it has changed uh, a little bit. You know, I mean, we, we have rotated the squad quite a lot. For example, after the uh, third game, uh, we only had two days to recover, and we played uh, more than 60 minutes uh, with 10 men in that game. And it was against Amikale, probably one of the best teams in the competition. So... It's been a very tough uh, competition, not only physically, but also mentally, especially. I mean, there's a, a good number of games, four games in a very small period of time. Uh, and, that, you know, I think it's been a good challenge for, for everyone, not only for the players, but also for the, uh, for the staff, you know. I mean, right now, we've got five days, and probably this is the, the best, uh, you know, that they come at the right time, you know. We, we need a bit of a break. Uh, I think, again, today it was uh, was a bit of that, you know, maybe a little bit of lack of freshness. Uh, it would been a little bit fresher. I think we, we would have probably scored a little bit earlier. I don't know, that's my feeling, you know. But again, at the end of the day, the competition is set up uh, this way and we can only take it on and, and, you know, try to prepare as well as we can. I guess consistency is one of the things that has characterised uh, Auckland City in the O-League over the last few years. I mean, what is this, the fifth straight final, the seventh and all? So uh, even if it is a bit challenging, you seem to find a way to, to get through. We've got a, a very good squad of players, you know. Uh, we have uh, we have rotated three players today from the last game, and and the team keeps performing at the same at the same level, you know, with the same ideas. And, and this is to me uh, the most important thing. You know? I think uh, as a team we are well structured. Everyone understands the way we want to play in position, out of position, how we want to cope with the transition, uh, especially up here in the islands. It's an important uh, moment of the game. And 
you know, with the uh, again with the uh, quality of players we have, uh, we can always uh, become a good product regardless of who's playing on the field. You know, so that's probably you know one, one of the keys. You know. Of why we we keep uh, performing consistently, you know? uh, but there's a lot of work behind the scenes. If uh, you know, let me say that there's a lot of work behind the scenes from from everyone involved, you know. And uh, uh, full credit to to our club, you know, for the uh, for the opportunity they they've given us and the facilities they give us to to perform, you know, and to to work at this level. That's the Auckland City Football Head Coach Ramon Trebuliac. The winner of Sunday's final win, Suva, will represent Oceania at the FIFA Club World Cup later this year. Pacific Oceania proved competitive on their return to the Senior Fed Cup tennis ranks, finishing fifth of 11 teams competing in Asia Oceania Zone Group 2 in India. The team of Samoa's Sefi Carruthers, Papua New Guinea's Abigail Terry Apisa and Brittany T from the Cook Islands lost their opening tie against Indonesia before wins against Sri Lanka and Singapore. The Vice President of Oceania Tennis, Cyril Mangi, says the signs are good for the future. It was really good to have a, a women's team Finally, after uh, I think 11 years, um, the, 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 the only little issue is we only managed to send three girls because a lot of girls are actually in the States uh, studying at the moment, but they did really well. I mean, they had uh, uh, a first loss against Indonesia and then, you know, they beat Sri Lanka, Singapore uh, and, and a couple of other teams to actually uh, finish fifth. So out of 11, so it, it was a really good performance, noting that, you know, they hadn't been exposed to this type of competition for quite some time. So we're really hoping that this team will actually gain in strength uh, because a lot lot more younger players are actually in the States at the moment and uh, quite a few of them will be coming back. So we're really hoping, you know, within a year or two, when they gain a bit of experience and we get a full capacity team, that they'll be able to get up to the to the highest group. Definitely. Yeah, so, so there is obviously that prospect that um, you know in the years to come that if the schedules hopefully allow or a bit more willing that some of your top players, um, you know the likes of the Shannons that are in the US and, and those other players, uh, you know hopefully will be able to fit it into their schedule and and the team can be stronger. That's exactly what we want, and even Marcia uh, Apisa. I mean Abigail and Stacey are probably our top two girls at the moment, so it's pretty good. Abigail played in the ATL in January. Uh, but unfortunately, she's been back in Papua New Guinea, you know, for like uh, six or seven months uh, and not training 100%. So that's the other thing that we, we also need to look at is the uh, preparation of these girls before they go to uh, uh, to Fed Cup events. And uh, financially, um, is that going to be OK to send these teams again? Because I know that was part of the big issue in getting a, a women's team going again was that you couldn't have both the men's and women's. You've found a way to do it this year. Is it something you believe you'll be able to do going forward, continually? Well, we really hope so, but it's, uh, like you said, it's not a certainty. Unfortunately, um, it's quite a lot of money to send these teams. This year was really hard uh, to do it, but we managed. Uh, as Vice President of OTF, I can only hope, but we need to work harder and and actually find a way uh, to actually probably try to get sponsorship for these two teams, you know, uh, for Oceania, because they represent all our nations in the Pacific. So uh, we are really hoping to, to be able to maybe, uh, you know, find some sort of sponsorships for these two teams uh, that will, you know, uh, so the Pacific Oceania teams, you know, will, will, will have a sponsor, and that will be great because it will be hard to finance them uh, every year because we're talking about ten to $12,000 each trip. So it's quite a lot of money. And uh, the men heading off, uh, I think, this weekend as well to go to 
Bahrain for their uh, tie, and I guess they've been under pressure, and, and that's been discussed in the last couple of years uh, that they have uh, struggled at that level in Group Four. Um, they've obviously had a reprieve this year, and uh, I, I know in the past they've sort of been on a final, not warning, but you know what I mean. It's been uh, you know a, a lot of emphasis that they do need to improve. Um, you know, what are your what are your thoughts on on how they can go over there? The team that they got this year is uh, is again a pretty good team. I mean, last year, uh, uh, being captain of the team last year, uh, we actually lost into the promotion match. So, uh, you know, so we finished third uh, overall, which was out of 10 teams, which was really good. And they've got the capacity. There's, I believe the problem with the men's team is that they, there's a big gap between the current team and the younger players coming up, where, whereas the girls' team, there's actually quite a few of them that are coming up. So, uh, So it could be... You know, uh, might not be this year or next year, but it could be uh, a, a real issue for you know for the coming years for the men. I know for a fact, like from for Cyril Jacoby, for example, he's already stated that uh, this will be his last Davis Cup because he's you know he's just had a child last year and then he's got a new life starting. So some of the older players are getting a, a, a bit older, and we need younger players to come up. So the emphasis might have to go in towards um, developing those younger players, uh, whether the there at the moment or not, uh, you know, just trying to find that next uh, echelon and, and usher them through, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, uh, you know, we've got our new development officer, Darren Wright, and he's actually currently in Brisbane with a 14 and under and 12 and under uh, Oceania team, uh, boys and girls. So it is happening. But uh, like we said, uh, and we had the, uh, you know, junior Fed Cup qualifying and, and, and going to Australia as well, but that's under 16, same again. So uh, we, we do have juniors coming up, but uh, they're quite young, you know, 12, 14, 16. So before they can actually, um, you know, represent uh, uh, Oceania into Davis Cup or Fed Cup is, uh, is a different story. So, so, so we might be a couple of years before that happens. That's the Vice President of Oceania Tennis, Cyril Mangi. Pacific Island Rugby League teams will get their moments in the spotlight next weekend during the Pacific Test doubleheader on the Gold Coast. But there is still demand for more international matches. The tests between Samoa and Tonga and Fiji and Papua New Guinea are part of an expanded programme with the Pacific Test concept now in its third year. Tonga didn't participate last year with their only test match and end-of-season defeat by PNG. Mate Ma'a coach Christian Wolf says they're keen for a beefed-up calendar. For Tonga in particular, uh, getting regular games is, is uh, something that's really difficult and, and uh, something we haven't been able to do in the past. So uh, you know, if this becomes a regular on the calendar, it'll be uh, great for our team to start being able to uh, have something to look forward to every year. It all seems to be, uh, you know, from the World Cup in 2013 and, and things seem to have sort of flown on from there. I think this will be the third year of the Pacific uh, Test and, and there's talk about, you know, a Pacific Cup, you know, or something, one of those things coming back as well and... I mean, it's not just the likes of yourselves, Samoa and PNG Fiji. You know, there's the likes of Niue and Cook Islands and, you know, some of those uh, small Vanuatu uh, also within the region now starting to play regular test matches as well. So, you know, there's uh, you know, a bit of a revival going on. Yeah, there is. And I think, uh, you know, if you look through all the NRL teams and, and, uh, and, and if you look a little bit further down to the New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup and, and the 20s team, the number of... Uh, you know, young young players of, of Polynesian descent coming through those ranks is uh, is growing every year and certainly adding a lot to the rugby league and to the way the game's played. So uh, you know, with that's coming a lot more interest in those areas and and obviously uh, you know each of those countries are becoming stronger in their own right as well and 
and starting to be real forces on the uh, on the international stage. So again, it's great that, that everyone's recognising that and you know, allowing more avenue for uh, for those teams to play. How strong a squad do you think? Obviously, you don't know for sure yet because it depends on injuries and whatnot. But how strong a team do you think you're going to be able to select for next weekend? Yeah, look, we'll be uh, we'll, we'll be a you know a fairly strong side. Um, well, I think we'll get to a point where uh, almost every player is current NRL players. You know, for this test, we might be one or two short uh, in a couple of key positions where uh, we, we just don't have the depth as of yet. But uh, again, most of our guys will come from NRL teams. So uh, that, that certainly uh, isn't something we've been able to do in the past and uh, certainly shows how much we're growing as a team and, and getting stronger and stronger. And you know, those other nations are exactly the same. And uh, you know, for PNG and Fiji and teams like that, the fact they're they're now playing uh, or PNG are playing in a in a uh, an Australian competition and Fiji will be in in 12 months' time, yeah, they're going to, certainly going to continue to grow as well. So uh, I, I think all those nations will get stronger and stronger over the next few years. And uh, you've got Samoa obviously next weekend. They've had you know a really strong sort of 12, 18 months as well with the Four Nations campaign, and they did a lot better there than a lot of people expected. And there seems to be uh, you know. Um, a, a pretty uh, strong uh, lineup there under Matt Parrish. That you know the work he's doing with them. Um, so they're going to be pretty formidable. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, obviously, um, I've only been involved for a couple of years, and, and back in 2013, you know, one thing that really struck me was the passion between the two nations, Tonga and Samoa. And you know, something that I love being a part of and being able to witness firsthand. And uh, you know, I know that'll be on hand again um, in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, you know, both teams certainly hold nothing back when they play against each other. And uh, yeah, we we might at times be a little bit short in the in the halves in some of those positions, but we've, we've got some really big bodies in both teams that love to play a physical and aggressive style of footy, and, and that certainly uh, you know adds to the entertainment. And I'm, I'm sure everyone will love seeing a good game of footy. What about the the annual sort of uh, I guess juggle of uh, you know players that uh, you know some are obviously eligible for more than one nation, and sometimes there's also a bit of a struggle with perhaps NRL clubs that maybe could be a little bit more helpful in terms of releasing their players or whatnot? I know in the past, Pacific countries, uh, you know, this is an ongoing issue. Uh, have you had any experiences of that this year? Or is that something you think is getting better? Or Look, it is ongoing. Um, obviously, uh, you know, you, I can only speak from the Tongan point of view, and it would be similar uh, you know, with, the, with the Samoans, uh, um, I'd assume. You know, all, all of our guys have to spend some time in Australia and New Zealand to be playing in the NRL or to be playing at a higher level. And, you know, just about all of our guys are, uh, are dual eligible. And, uh, you know, obviously when you, when you play for, uh, for Tonga, you, you play for your family and play for your, uh, your, your heritage and, and, um, and, and all the pride that comes with that. It's certainly not a financial benefit. Whereas if, if you're eligible for Australia or New Zealand and, and the, the bigger countries, there's a, there's a really strong financial benefit. So, you're not comparing apples with apples, and, and, and we certainly uh, we, we realise that, and it makes it really difficult. Uh, you know, there's a lot of players. You know, I, I spoke to young Will Hopoardi not that long ago, and he'd love to play for Tonga, but uh, through the eligibility rules, it would mean that he's un- unavailable for Origin this year, and um, you know that's that's certainly not a, a sacrifice that he'd be able to make at this stage. So uh, uh, it, it's a it's an ever-ending sort of battle in that sense, and what we want to do is just get more games. You know, for Tonga and, and more of these sorts of tests, and uh, I think if if that continues, you know, and we 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 continue to grow and, and get more players that are uh, that are playing at an NRL level, uh, wanting to play for us, then you know, that's sort of going to help us build. And and you, you're starting to see more guys. Uh, you know, Sikamanu is a terrific example who who uh, is playing good enough football that he could probably still be considered for New Zealand. But he's happy to play for Tonga and uh, 
and, and, and lead us. And uh, I think you'll start to see that more and more, uh, you know, as there's, there's more opportunities available for these nations. All right, and what sort of expectation do you put on the team in the match against Samoa? Obviously, there's the, the greater carrot of if you do well and then, uh, you know, win through to that final playoff game, you could, you know, be a part of the four nations down the line. Is that something in the back of your mind or do you, you take it a game by game? A bit of both. Uh, look, we, we definitely come into this game thinking we can win a game. And, um, uh, you know, I know from talking to a lot of the boys last year and watching Samoa and the Four Nations, it, uh, it, it made all our blokes really proud. Um, you know, we certainly love seeing Samoa have the success that they, uh, that they have. And, and, uh, it also, um, allowed us to, to think a little bit about what we might be able to do as a, as a team and as a nation. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly think that, you know, I've got full confidence in the blokes that we picked that, that we can, um, you know, we can come up with a really good performance and get a win against Samoa. And you know, if we can do that and if we can keep building on where we are at the moment, you know, there's no reason why we can't have the same success in a similar tournament down the track. That's the Tonga Rugby League coach, Christian Wolf. The Fiji women's sevens team have finished eighth in the Canada leg of the World Seven Series. The Fijiana qualified for the Cup quarterfinals for just the second time this season, where they were beaten 26-5 by series leaders and eventual champions New Zealand. Elisa Tanivola's team were then thrashed 45-0 by host Canada in the plate semi-finals, before being outclassed 22-0 by Australia in the playoff for seventh and eighth place. Fiji remain eighth in the overall standings with two rounds remaining, which would be enough for them to retain their permanent spot on next season's World Series. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.